And now, from deep in the heart of Texas. That miserable little bag of puke. Yes, Joey, please give it to me. I've been bad. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. This is your Thursday morning show, December 22nd, 2021. I hope you have had a fantastic week. I know I have. I guess technically this is going to be your Christmas show because I won't talk to you guys again until Monday morning when we all have to go back to work. But I hope that you all do have a wonderful Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or... Uh, Festivus, for you Seinfeld fans. Just happy holidays, everybody. You don't have to be celebrating anything to be nice. So I started my morning off with a funny little uh, message going around. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this app called Nextdoor. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's like Facebook, except you're only allowed to be friends with people that are within a certain uh, area, like a like. I'm only allowed to be friends with people on Nextdoor that are within a proximity of, like, three miles circling around my house. There's certain neighborhoods that are, like, colored in, and I'm, you know, like, subdivisions of my neighborhoods, and there's, like, 12 of them, I think, that I'm all matched up with, and I can only see posts from those people, and, and only they can see my posts. And I gotta say that, like, I thought... You know, Facebook is like the ultimate invasion of privacy if you aren't careful. And, you know, it, it is one thing for me to say something and be called out by the internet on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and then have some strangers be like, uh, you know, like fucking like posting my address or canceling my credit cards or telling my employer or whatever. But next door, the whole concept, this is like micro-cancel culturing. Because I'm only posting to people who I literally know who the fuck they are and see every day. This is like 500 houses that I drive by every day or where, you know, if I go to the store, if I go to Walmart, I'm passing all these houses and everybody has a fucking ring camera or a security camera. I do. I have three on my house. Like there's no direction that I cannot film at my house and everybody else does too. And, you know, when we were kids, we could go around doing bad shit and we could most of the time get away with it. You know, you like you run by somebody's house and throw some shit at it or, or whatever, you know, not real crimes. But you got motherfuckers like posting videos, <laughs> you know, like, oh, early this morning at 6 a.m., this little kid walked up to my doorstep and he looked at my cat. And I think his parents need a good talking to. So if anybody knows him, you tell him that I saw what he did. And I'm like, fuck off, man. There was a post... Uh, oh, what was it uh, I saw the other day on Nextdoor? It said, um, I saw a guy walking through my neighborhood, and he didn't have very nice clothes on, so I'm sure he wasn't from here. I think everyone should keep an eye out for him and watch your stuff. I know that a lot of times bad people in neighborhoods they don't belong in probably are up to no good, but a lot of times they'll post videos of children. Like, when you have a group of four fucking teenagers walking through a neighborhood... That's not criminal activity. That's not the mafia. That's not a gang. That's four fucking teenagers. Yes, they're probably up to no good. But Jesus Christ, don't be posting videos on next door. Look at these kids. They're up to no good. I know it. And because I live in a small town, everything posted is so fucking funny. 
and so dramatic. Like, nothing happens here, you know? I mean, sure, there's crime. There's crime everywhere. But, like, I come from Houston, okay? There's, like, six million people there. There's five homicides a day. Here, there's, like, two a year. There's no real crime. The real crime is the way people fucking dress and, uh, you know, and how fat everyone is. But, yeah, I woke up this morning and uh, I had an alert for news break, uh, local news, and then I saw that someone had posted something about it on next door, of course, and it said, oh, there's all these police driving through my neighborhood, and I think they're on a manhunt. And then this this guy, like probably the only other funny person in this town, he posts, yeah, I hear they're looking for someone age 2 to 82. Now, he's obviously being a smartass. It was clearly a joke. I got it. But the other 165-year-old women that were reading this post apparently did not. And they started complaining about the police department. 2 to 82? What kind of broad search is that? I never... What the... I, I never heard of such... You know, and I'm posting on there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he's kidding. Like, the fact that I have to explain it to you. And if it wasn't for the internet, if that kind of rumor got started, their phones would probably be blowing up with complaints. Uh, a police department? I think you need to narrow it down from a little better than 2 to 82. That could be anybody. But yeah, everybody... Everybody gets in everybody's business. This is one of the like most common. It's like, did anybody else hear what I thought was a gunshot? Eh, maybe. I don't know. I don't hear any sirens. Police are on a manhunt. You know, it reminds me of that guy. Like, You remember that show where they would always show high-speed chases and that guy? You know, I, I can't remember his name, but he's like, Police are on an exciting chase and reaching speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. But this crook didn't plan on one thing. This crazy grandma. <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> Who the fuck uses manhunt to describe a police car going through their neighborhood? Like, what was their SWAT and canine and little tiny fucking my subdivision? And what were they? What were the? What were they manhunting? Were they manhunting? What criminal was coming through my fucking neighborhood that they needed a manhunt for? Like, unpaid parking tickets? I actually have been arrested for that very thing at my house. That's how fucking little crime goes on here. I mean, major crime. It's all petty shit. But I literally didn't pay a traffic ticket and was arrested at my house for it. Like, they fucking came to my house on a Saturday morning and took me to jail for a fucking traffic ticket, and I sat in holding until they released me that day. It was the biggest waste of time ever. So I ask you again, if there's no sirens, and you people are posting about it and you can't see anything, then who, what are they manhunting? The SWAT team pulls up with their ARs, and the canines get out, whoa, 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 whoa. Alright, we know you're in there. Come out with your hands up. You've got three unpaid speeding tickets and one no registration. I guess some people just want it to be that way. You know, we did actually have like an 85-year-old man get tased by a police officer here. I mean, that's big news because like nobody resists arrest here. You know, I mean, people will will run on foot, but you know... Like, nobody ever gets fucking tased. I mean, you gotta be, like, really, really trigger-happy to get tased. And I remember the video, 
this old man, he's in a van and he, he just bought the van. So it had paper plates. And I saw the whole dash cam thing of it. Cop gets out and dude's like, he's like, this is a dealer plate. I don't know what to tell you. And the cop's like, taser, taser. He wasn't fucking around. Yeah. He lost his job. You got damn right. Full dash cam on the news. I was a Hispanic man and a Hispanic. I was brown on brown crime, brown on brown hate. Everybody's Hispanic here. I am a minority, which I'm totally cool with. I love Hispanic Mexican people. They're freaking awesome. The food is the shit. They're easygoing. Um, I would never give the police an opportunity to uh, tase me. Like I, I, I get pulled over and I'm like, here's the license. Uh, I don't back talk. I don't say shit. I don't argue. Even if I'm getting ticketed for something I know I didn't do, I just take it. You just take it. If they've made up their mind, they're going to write you a ticket. You're fucking getting that ticket. Here, I got a little public service announcement for you guys who think that you should argue with the police. Oh, what? You got a fucking problem? Why are you always pulling me over, yo? You know what? Why don't you fucking tase me, huh? Come on, fucking tase me. I dare you. Remember, just hand over your license and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, like I sympathize with the fact that police are, uh, you know, I mean, police are human beings, you know, and with anything, not just police, anything like sometimes McDonald's is a great experience. And then sometimes it is the most horrible fucking experience. And you swear you'll never go again just because of that one experience. But you can't concentrate on that because that's not McDonald's as a whole. And when there's one bad police officer who does something really terrible and then there's 50 other ones who do their job well and are respected in the community yes you should concentrate on what that bad officer did but you should not let it reflect the entire department that's not fair and that's what's happening in america right now sorry yes going off on a little bit of a, a political thing here too bad deal with it i like to think that 90 percent of of humans are good inside they're good natured people who are willing to, to stop and help someone if they're in need, you know, or willing to not take your shit just because it's sitting there. But then there's the other 10% that we even have to have a police for because these motherfuckers will break the law even when they know there are consequences. Sometimes police just get tired of it. It's not an excuse, but it does happen. You get so sick of people doing bad things to people, they become jaded. But you can't let yourself do that. You have to go out there with a positive attitude. I don't really, I just, I have great motivation. I don't like having my ass whooped. I smarted off to the police one time, one fucking time in my life. Never again. I was dry. I was not old enough to drink, and I was out with my friend Bill. We're driving around somewhere in East 1960 in Houston. I have just discovered alcohol, or at least alcohol that I like because Bill's a big drinker of um, apple cider. I couldn't stand the taste of alcohol back then, beer, anything, but apple cider was fucking delicious. And they come in these huge bottles. So we get tore up on that shit all the time. Well, not all the time, but for me, it was all the time. It seemed like all the time, but we stopped at a McDonald's. My God, I should be getting paid with all the endorsement to McDonald's I'm doing. Fuck McDonald's. Don't eat there. So we pull up to McDonald's because Bill's got to take a whiz and I'm pretty drunk. I'm 18 year old drunk, you know, which means I've had like half a 40 of apple cider. And I'm also like recently, well, I've always been into punk rock music, but I've recently discovered the attitude and the lifestyle. And I'm like, fuck society. And we pull up. Bill Parks, he goes into the McDonald's. 
it's fucking freezing cold. One of the few times in Houston where it got, like, just cold. And if you're not from Texas, you don't know. I don't care what people from up north say. It gets colder here. It's a different kind of cold. Like, you, you go to Colorado, and it's like this beautiful powder everywhere. And the sun is shining. And it's glorious. And then you're, you get Houston, and you get this nasty, humid, windy, like, cold that stings like it it blows against you and you feel it in your bones and it's fucking horrible and no matter which way you're facing the fucking wind is always blowing in your face i don't even know how that's possible the wind seems to blow in a complete 360 degree direction towards your face and body at all times so anyway it's one of those winters in houston bill pulls in stops the car goes out to pee into the mcdonald's to pee and in front of the mcdonald's is uh, a man, and he's wearing a real thick coat. So I don't know that he's a police officer. I get out of the car, and I'm done with my cider, and I'm fucking punk rock, and I chuck it into the bushes. He's right fucking there. I turn around, and he's staring at me from, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the parking lot that's across from the door, you know, so the back end of the car is facing the front door. And he's staring at me, and I go, what the fuck are you looking at? And that's... When I realize, because he takes his hands out of his pockets and the jacket kind of, you know, parts. And I see <laughs> police stuff. He starts walking over to me, fucking grabs me by the wrist and straight slams my face into the trunk of Bill's car. He got me by the wrist, just BAM! And I'm like, immediately realize, you know, like, the br my brain is like, you know, fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He lets me up. And he starts lecturing me about littering. And uh, and I'm like, listen, man, I said, I didn't know you were a police officer, which is no excuse because I shouldn't have really been talking to anybody like that. I was not man enough at that time to kick anyone's ass, not even probably small children. It took me a while to get into my manhood. So he just goes, you just shut up and I'm going to write you some tickets. And I was like, cool, whatever keeps you from hitting me again. I feel like I've made a lost focus of what I was originally talking about. Oh yeah, I was talking about the manhunt that was going on in Victoria. Manhunt. <laughs> that sounds like a great name for a gay bar. Let's go to manhunt. I'm gonna hunt some man. I guess anything with the word man and it could be like a gay bar, like manhole. Come pop your top at the manhole. Ooh, girl, we're on a manhunt tonight. This doesn't have to be gay. It could be like trashy women. Let's go to the manhunt. You can get in my manhole. Okay, so one other interesting article that came out this morning was from the Crossroads Today. Crossroads Today is this, like, news syndicate that covers all of uh, South Texas, uh, the Third Coast, as we like to call it here in Texas. Fuck your East-West shit, Third Coast. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean fuck your East Coast, West Coast. I don't need people banging on me. I respect all the coasts. There's this article this morning that says to watch out for panhandlers. Now, mind you, we already fucking know that there's panhandlers, like, at every goddamn corner here. On the highways, on the regular streets, close to the neighborhoods, sometimes in the neighborhoods, there's a fucking guy with a sign asking for money. Like, it's a career here, you know? And these guys, man, talk about uncomfortable. Stare you down. And I'm on, a, I'm on two wheels, you know? So it's not like, you know, what am I supposed to pretend like I'm doing? Like, people in a car, they can pretend like they're looking at the radio, looking at their cup, looking at their phone. No, I'm on my motorcycle. All I can do is just, like, have a staring contest with a bum, which I'm fine with doing. It doesn't bother me if he wants to stare at me with his anything helps 
God bless sign. Anyway, this article about panhandlers was warning us all to be on the lookout for people who are playing instruments, but not actually playing them. Okay? Like, there's this, there's this chick in the parking lot of the Super HEB, and she's apparently playing her violin, but she's got a radio actually playing the track. Okay? So she's she's got a violin, and she's air violining, I guess. And she's got a radio next to her backpack that's cranked up playing some sweet fucking tunes from Beethoven or something. I don't know. And apparently there's some other jerk-off who's like air strumming a an acoustic guitar. And he's got some... I mean, I don't know. But the funny thing is, is that there was a big news article. It was like the headline news of the Crossroads Today website was, Beware, panhandlers not really playing their instruments. And I'm like, uh, newsflash, panhandlers may be deceitful. Panhandlers might be using money for booze. Stay tuned. Developing story. <laughs> Speaking of H-E-B, I was at H-E-B yesterday and I was shopping for food, like I do, because I'm fat. And I was going through this, the frozen section, and I just happened to see a box of blue waffles. I know that by now everybody has to know what the fuck a blue waffle is. It's a fictitious um, venereal disease. And if you Google blue waffle without the uh, <laughs> the safe search on, it, well, just don't. I know you're going to. If, if you're listening and you've never heard of blue waffle, you might as well just go ahead and get it over with and look. I mean, it's going to be someone's vagina and it's going to look really disgusting as sexually transmitted diseases tend to do. But anyway, Blue Waffle is a myth. It doesn't exist. But a lot of people doctored a lot of pictures to make us all believe it was real. And that's funny. It's gross, but it's funny. I'm walking down the frozen aisle and I come across the, the Ego section. And it wasn't Ego, but it was, I think it was actually HEV brand. Fucking Blue Waffles. And I mean, and not like, not like some sort of promotional, like, um, under the sea little mermaid blue waffles. Actually, that would have been fucking awesome if it said that. The little mermaid presents blue waffles. No, it's just this giant blue box. <laughs> giant blue box. This giant blue package that says blue waffles. And I didn't have my phone with me. Whenever I run from the house to the store, I never take my phone. I'm never going to use it. I don't ever get any calls. I don't give a shit, so I never take my phone, and I'm like, oh man, like blue waffles. And I bet when I go to the store next time with my phone, they'll be gone. They'll probably have never existed. No one will have ever heard of them. I hallucinated the whole thing. Blue waffles. I'll be on a manhunt for blue waffles. <laughs> Joey in the manhunt for blue waffles. Yeah, see, anybody seen a blue box around here? Nah. Looks about like this, shape like that. Let's face it, nah. <laughs> I made the stupid fucking mistake of asking my friends on Facebook today to recommend a doctor to me, and I wasn't, I, I, I don't like to post things on Facebook that are just text, because they usually just, like, get dismissed. I always post a picture, because I know that way it'll grab someone's attention, because I love attention, but... I'm looking for a physician because, you know, I'm looking to change my diet and I, I'm 45 and I haven't, I mean, I'm 35 and uh, I haven't, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time. Even though I feel really good, I still should get a checkup. It's been like five years since I've been to the doctor. So I asked harmlessly to my Facebook friends, 
can anyone suggest a doctor? You know, and I said, not, you know, like, don't just suggest one because you've always gone to him. Like, suggest one that you really, truly believe in, like, as a talented physician, recommending him based on his skill and what he has to offer. Otherwise, just don't even bother. So I wanted to post a picture, and I, and I searched uh, cartoon prostate exam. And, like, one of the pictures that comes up is Peter Griffin from Family Guy bent over at the doctor's office, and the doctor's putting on a rubber glove. I don't know why I picked this picture. I guess I just kind of figured, like, that's probably what's going to happen. It's that time for me. And I posted the picture. I wasn't, I didn't say, hey, friends, please recommend someone to reach up into my asshole. I just said recommend a physician, but I had to put that picture on there like an idiot, like a fucking fool. And everyone had so much fun. And of course, Aaron. You'll remember Aaron from the tried to kill me with his car fame. Yeah, he's posting things like, yeah, go in there and schedule a doctor's appointment. And, and uh, when you get there, ask for the glove. I said, no, no, no. If I really want to fuck with him, I'll, I'll go in there and I'll, uh, and I'll say, okay, you're here for your prostate exam? Yes, yes, I am, doctor. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, could we do it without the glove? I prefer that natural feeling. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I spent the whole day watching HBO. I mean, I was working, but I had, you know, HBO on. I've been waiting to watch this new Matrix movie all fucking day. And I'll get to, I'll give you a quick review of that movie, like, right now. Okay, terrible waste of time. Should never have been made. Keanu... Reeves, of course, is a national treasure. This movie was totally unnecessary. And Doogie Hauser, as much as I love you, Neil Patrick Harris, you are not a convincing bad guy. But anyway, I put Hulu on earlier today, and it says, like, new arrivals. Fucking Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. Classic film. If you haven't seen it, see it. Okay, it's, it's got Robert Downey Jr. in it when he's 19. And he's like this punk rock kid, friend with the main star, nerdy kid. And he has some of the funniest one-liners. And it's so not Robert Downey Jr. like you know him today. For those of you who only know him because of Iron Man, there is a whole lot more to that man. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? I Because I have no visuals, I can't even talk about the scenes. But anyway, it got me to thinking about, I hadn't seen anything with Rodney Dangerfield in a really long time, and I remember he was in Natural Born Killers, and he had this part in there where he played Juliet Lewis's uh, father, who abused her, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at the abuse. Um, <laughs> for Rodney Dangerfield to play a straight man, to play a dramatic role, was a, was a huge, like, like if somebody said, oh, Rodney Dangerfield's playing a dramatic role in an Oscar-worthy film, I'd go, hmm, I'd have to see it to believe it. Because I wouldn't know what I'm getting. You know, it could be like the funniest fucking thing in the world because he's so funny, or it could be absolutely tragic. But if you've seen Natural Born Killers and you remember Juliette Lewis, uh, Mallory's dad, Rodney Dangerfield, he fucking nailed that part. Like, he was not only, like, was he great dramatically, but he was creepy as fuck. I mean, he was a bug-eyed man anyway. You know, but you know, big pot belly. You put him in a wife beater, and you get him to talk sleazy, man. He he fucking killed that part, and it was awesome. And I was, I st <laughs> I remember when that movie came out. There's a scene, you know, she's Mallory's flashing back, and he's like, and Rodney Dangerfield's grabbing her ass, and and he's like, yeah, I want you to go upstairs and take a shower and make it a good shower, because I'm gonna see how clean you are. And 
me and my friends, this was back when I lived in Dallas and when I was married. And that's also what I'm getting to is how this used to aggravate the fuck out of my wife. And that's why it's so funny. And I have to tell this story. We started imitating that part of the movie, but we were doing it completely like just like we were exaggerating the Rodney Dangerfield part of it. So we'd be sitting around and we'd be like, we'll just go upstairs and take a shower. Make it a good shower. Because I'm coming upstairs after you to see how clean you are. <laughs> and then it got to be like where we were all saying it. This is like all the guys in my band. And uh, we would all be saying, and, and a whole bunch of other people that hung out with us. We all started fucking saying it. And then we started exaggerating it. It got worse and worse. It would be like, how long could you hold the clean part? It'd be like, Coming up after you to see how clean <laughs> My ex-wife. She fucking hated that. And not because of what we were doing, but because of the original scene from the movie. And yes, it's a serious scene and it's gross. You know, if you you know, and if you take it as it is. But we didn't. We took it out of context. It's probably fucking Dangerfield. You know, imagine something very wholesome. Like, what, what if, what if, like, Jerry Lewis as the nutty professor was, you know, playing the part of, of, of an abusive father, and he starts grabbing a girl's ass and then, like, closes in on his cross eyes and his buck teeth, and he's like, Yeah, I want you to go upstairs, take showers, because <laughs> I'm going to see how clean you are. <laughs> you know, how would you not fucking laugh at that? We'll see how clean you are. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and the more it aggravated my ex, the more I did it. And, uh, yeah. We're not together anymore. Oh, that reminds me. This is one of the greatest fucking stories of all time. I'm going to leave you with this story to end the show. My ex-wife did not like her sleep interrupted. And back then, I worked two jobs. I worked for Blue Cross during the day, and I worked at a hockey rink at night. And then I would go to a bar, and I would get drunk until closing time, and then I would come home, and I would go to sleep, and I would do it all over again. Back then, I was 23 years old. I had the fucking stamina for it. And some nights, I would get home, and I'd want to play my PlayStation. This was back, hold on to your horses, kids. This was back when the PlayStation 1 had just come out. The first one. And it was fucking expensive, too. Nobody had a PlayStation. You had to be, like, elite to have a PlayStation. Even people with money didn't have a PlayStation. I had a fucking Sega Genesis when I first moved to Dallas. Bought it at a pawn shop. Anyway, so I had this PlayStation. And I was, I had, uh, I bought this game, Tiger Woods, and I'm playing Tiger Woods, you know, whenever I'm playing my PlayStation, I'm playing Tiger Woods. And it has this, I don't know why, it's not a two-player game, it's a one-player game, I, I think, I, I remember it being a one-player game. But if you were playing, the second controller, the second controller was plugged in, any button you pressed made Tiger Talk. And that was a funny little add-on to the game, because, you, you know, they didn't tell you that when you bought the game, it's not in the instruction booklet. Yes, games used to have instruction booklets. And, you know, if you pressed square, circle, triangle, X, or any of the uh, the bumper buttons or anything, they all made different tiger noises. Like, he either said something or he made a noise. Like, like he was trying to fuck with you. 
you know, because like in golf, you're supposed to be quiet. You know, it's like, oh, he's, he's in his backswing. Everybody be fucking deadly silent. You know, golfers freak the fuck out. God forbid someone talks while you're fucking hitting a little ball. Most of the things he says that are actual words is like, eh, you know, or great shot. You know, yeah, that's nice. You no, know, real sarcastic shit. But the one great one on there was the X button and it cleared his throat. And obviously that was put into the game to fuck with people. Like, oh, your buddy's playing, and during his backswing, you hit the button, and mm-mm-mm-mm. Tiger Woods actually recorded himself clearing his throat so you could do it in the middle of someone's backswing. That's fucking funny. So after a hockey game one night, me and my buddy Jay and his other friend, we all go to my house after being, we, there was a bar across from the hockey rink. After we play, we'd always hit, and it had cheap, cheap pitchers of beer, so it would always be just so shithoused by the time I got home. And uh, we all went back to my house. I don't even know why, because like I knew I knew my wife was going to be sleeping. I knew that. It's not like we could be loud, and it's not like we could play games or anything. I don't know. I guess we just wanted to all kick it for a little while. We go back to my house. Immediately, my wife comes out, and she's bitching because I have friends. And I'm like, yeah, all right, okay, yeah. We'll keep it down. I got it, yeah. I fire up the PlayStation. I put on Tiger Woods. And I start, I let Jay play. And I start doing the clearing my throat thing, you know. And I'm not doing it, like, a lot. And it's not even really that loud. But he's going to swing, and I'm pressing the second controller. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And my wife comes out of the bedroom, and she's like, she's like, could you not do that, please? I'm trying to sleep. Now, mind you, this woman had jack shit to do because I worked two fucking jobs. So anyway, I ignore her, and <laughs> like drunken husbands tend to do. And I keep doing the throat-clearing thing, except I'm doing it like a little bit more than last time. And she comes storming out of the bedroom, and she fucking pulls the plug out of the wall. And I don't know if there's any level of anger I can use to relay to women how unbelievably uncool that is. But I was calm. I collected myself. She slammed the door and went back into the bedroom. My friends were still sitting on the couch. I calmly plugged the PlayStation back into the wall. I calmly plugged the television back into the wall. I turned them both back on. Fired up the PlayStation and started me a new game of Tiger Woods. Got my player onto the first green, ready to hit the ball. I turn around from the TV and I look at my friends and I say, Excuse me while I clear my throat. And I put my finger on the volume up button, and you just see it go racing up to the number 100. And (laughs) right on cue, my friends all jump up and leave. I mean, God's honest truth. They didn't say goodbye. They didn't say anything to each other. As I hit that button and the volume started rocketing to the sky, they just jumped up off the couch and walked the fuck out of my house and closed the door and left. And I took the PlayStation controller and I began... (laughs) Jamming on that fucking button. I slept at Jay's house that night. Merry Christmas, everybody. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com if you want to reach me. I will see you guys Monday morning. <laughs>